Welcome into Access Health Radio. I'm Brennan Dixon. We're covering various health topics and helping you be a better informed health consumer. And for more on our jam-packed show that we have for today, we'll turn it on over to Dr. Brian Force, the president and founder of Access Healthcare. What do you have for us here? Well, today we're going to be talking about uh, what's eating you, how uh, to keep creepy crawlies from making you sick. So welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we'll be discussing how to keep those biting, stinging pests from causing you health problems. Sometimes a mosquito bite can be an itchy, irritating problem, and sometimes a tick or spider bite can really be uncomfortable. But when can these bites and stings actually cause significant threats to your health, and what can you do about it? That's what we'll be discussing this week on Access Health Radio. This is all part of wonderful sponsors, and we'd like to acknowledge some of those that help support this wonderful program. So thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home or office uh, with free shipping at costs that are much lower often than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. And Dr. Forrest, if people want more information after the show or want to find out information about your practice, where can they find it? Brandon, if uh, listeners want to send their general non-emergent questions to the show or possibly even have their question answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also like our page on Facebook at Access Health. Uh, If they want to send an email, they can do that to accesshealthradio at gmail.com with their contact information if they want to possibly have their questions answered on air. If they want information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com. And after the show each week, we're going to have on-demand podcast available at wptf.com of past shows. You mentioned the fact that we'd be talking about creepy crawlies today. So what type of insects and spiders can make you sick? Well, first of all, we have the most bothersome of all, in my opinion, which are mosquitoes. These mosquitoes transmit all sorts of diseases. I think about them like little flying hypodermic needles. They can transmit brain diseases called encephalitis, malaria, and and as many people have heard of lately, Zika. And you can't change what diseases the, the mosquitoes carry, but you can do your best to avoid getting bitten. And when traveling to foreign countries, make sure that you check the CDC online maps showing where malaria is. The second creepy crawly we're going to talk about on the show today, which is a big one in North Carolina, are ticks. They transmit more than a dozen diseases in our state, with Rocky Mountain spotted fever being the most dangerous. They can also transmit Lyme disease and a lesser known illness called ehrlichiosis, which is fairly common in our area. The next thing we're going to talk about on the show today that can really bite you is uh, spiders. Most spiders in our state are harmless, but we do have a few in our state that are dangerous. But even the the harmless spiders can get infected by bacteria like staph or strep, and sometimes this needs to be treated with antibiotics. We're going to talk more specifically about the spiders in our state that are venomous a little later in the show. And then lastly, we're going to do some discussion on flying, stinging insects like bees, wasps, and yellow jackets. These don't normally make most people sick when they are stung, other than some temporary pain and redness in the affected area. However, some people are very allergic to stings from bees and insects, and we call this class of flying insects Hymenoptera. So I guess the big question here that I think a lot of people have is, how can we prevent bites from mosquitoes and ticks? 
you know, the most common thing people can do is using repellents. This is one of the most effective things you can do to sort of avoid bites. However, for children and some people with sensitivity to them, repellents can do more harm than good. First of all, only use something that is proven to be effective. There are all sorts of things that have been out there that people have said uh, will repel mosquitoes, and really there's only a couple things. Usually something that has a higher concentration of either DEET or picardin. Several brands have been found to work, including, you know, Deep Woods Off, Sawyer, and Cutter. And in some studies, the newer plant-derived repellents like picardin have been shown to be equally effective. And skin contact causes a lot less side effects than it might with uh, something like DEET. Personally, I would avoid DEET in all children under 12 and would only use the picardin-based uh, repellents for my own family. Those have been shown to be equally effective in, in uh, concentrated forms. And repellents can reduce bites substantially, but if you are out in a really prone area, you may still get some bites. For mosquitoes, you also want to avoid certain times of day like dusk when they are most active and stay away from areas where they may be concentrated like thick bushes or foliage or shrubbery. Uh, with mosquitoes, one of the things you can do to help decrease them is to find and pour out any areas of standing water around your house. Many times we have rain that can accumulate in small puddles and things like tires, bird baths, you know, anything else that might hold a shallow pool of water. Uh, there are products out there that you can buy, uh, either order them online or some retail called dunks. And these dunks, you actually throw in these sort of puddles of water and it helps keep the mosquitoes from breeding. Uh, and lastly, for ticks, especially when you're in a heavily wooded area or high grass, make sure to wear light-colored clothing, and you'll be able to see them better. And also, if you're wearing long pants and you know you're going to be outside for a while, you can tuck these into your socks uh, if you know you're going to be in a tick-infested area for a while, and it can help keep the ticks out. And now it's time for the Access Health Tip of the Week. So many of us use insect repellents that you spray or rub onto your skin, but did you know that there's a type of protection that can be built right into your clothing? Several brands of clothing that are geared for outdoors have insect repellents built right into the fabric. Uh, these go by names such as Insect Shield or Bug Off. You can find them at many online or retail stores that sell outdoor gear. Uh, there are also sprays that you can apply yourself to regular clothing, which are usually permethrin-based, but it is very important that if you use this that you don't apply that directly to skin. It's only meant to be put on clothing and allowed to dry. Uh, so if you know you're going to be out in a mosquito or tick-infected area next time, you might want to wear your repellent rather than having to put it on your skin. Coming up, we'll be discussing spiders and some diseases from ticks and what you need to know about them as Excess Health Radio continues. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. I'm Brandon Dixon, along with the president and founder of Access Healthcare, Dr. Brian Force. We've been talking about creepy crawlies. We discussed mosquitoes and ticks a little bit. But now the question that I think might have some people shivering just talking about it, what spiders do we have to worry about biting us here in North Carolina? Well, Brandon, that's a great, great question. There are some people who are just uh, afraid of spiders in general, uh, but this is these are the rational spiders to really be afraid of. So uh, the first are black widow spiders, and these are common in North Carolina. You can recognize them by red hourglass that they usually have on their underside. Uh, it's important to note this is not visible on the male spiders, but normally the worst bites from uh, these spiders are from the female. Uh, black widow spiders have a very painful bite, so normally you're going to know uh, if you've been bit. 
Uh, it can cause severe abdominal pain, fever, and chills, as well as some serious cramps. Uh, but it is important that you know these bites can actually be deadly. Uh, typically, a black widow's web is going to look very messy. It's not like a, a very patterned web. It's going to look sort of like a cobweb. It's going to have a lot of debris stuck in it. Uh, and they can be found in basements, outdoor structures like storage buildings, wood piles, and barns. Uh, and if you're bitten by a black widow, you really should seek medical attention immediately. Um, and not don't wait to go to your doctor's office. This is a time when you really need to go to an emergency room. Uh, these bites can absolutely kill people. And you'll be you know, uh, periodically monitored uh, in the ER, and they're going to check to make sure you're not having any problems with uh, breathing. Uh, because breathing can be affected by this so much so that people can stop breathing. So we'll talk a little bit more about treating that uh, later in the show. The second type of dangerous spider in North Carolina is the brown recluse. And the thing about these spiders is you may never see them. Uh, they're very small. They're usually not found on webs. And they have a small shape of a violin on their back if you ever do catch one. Uh, their bite is often not noticed because it really doesn't hurt much uh, initially. And so sometimes people never know they were bitten until several days later. Uh, but it can result in large ulcers and actually cause destruction of the skin and surrounding tissues. The problem is that sometimes people won't know they've been built for, bit for several days and often aren't noticed at all. And these spiders are called recluse for a reason, as very often you don't see them. They do not stay on webs, and they like secluded places like crawl spaces, uh, you know, dark uh, closets, things like that. I've had patients that worked under houses a lot to actually show up at the office with large black ulcers on their skin, and they never knew they were bit by anything. Uh, but I'm sure it was a brown recluse that did that. Now, there are other spiders in North Carolina, and those bites can be painful or lead to infection, but they're not usually dangerous. So if you have a bite that becomes red or painful, it's important that you see a physician to have it evaluated. Sometimes these are going to need some antibiotics, uh, and this can develop a condition called cellulitis that can come from bacteria that actually gets into the bites. Uh, but these infections, if you don't treat them, uh, can be extremely dangerous by themselves, even with a non-venomous spider. So, Dr. Forrest, uh, if we do get a bite from a black widow or brown recluse, what can be done? So if you see the spider, and let's take the black widow first, uh, you know, you need to stay calm. Uh, moving around a lot circulates the venom. You want to apply ice. And if you can safely bring a dead spider in so that it can be identified, that's great. Uh, the second thing you need to do is you need to get to the emergency room as soon as possible. Um, if you're by yourself, you know, call 911, uh, but you may start to get severe symptoms in as little as 30 minutes, and you do not even, you don't want to wait until those start. And at the emergency room, again, they're going to monitor you, and if needed, uh, let's say your breathing does become labored or you're really struggling or they feel like you're you know, in imminent uh, fear of death, they may want to give you some antivenom uh, at the ER. Uh, now, on the other hand, for a brown recluse bite, uh, this is not something to go to the emergency room for because you're probably not going to know, know you were bit until several days after you're bitten. Um, but if you do have more than a small local reaction to a bite and you don't know what it was that bit you, it is important that you get evaluated by your physician. Brown recluse bites may cause a black or dark purple center in the middle of a large blister or ulcer. And this tissue damage is caused specifically by the venom. And if you do see this appearance, it is incredibly important you get that checked out. 
with a spider bite, you might also get fever and chills as well. But if you do not know what kind of spider bit you and you have a place on your skin like I just discussed, then antibiotics or other medications may be needed. And anytime you have a bite or a sting that affects your breathing, obviously you need to seek uh, emergency medical treatment part of this show. We're talking about all sorts of creepy crawlies, but what should listeners know about stings from flying insects like bees? Well, generally speaking, uh, Brandon, these types of insects do not cause long-term or serious health problems in most people. Normally, if you get stung by one of these and you're not allergic, then using some type of an antihistamine, cooling the area, and making sure any stingers are removed are enough to prevent the severe symptoms. You can also take anti-inflammatory medications like Aleve or Advil, uh, as long as you don't have a medical reason not to take those, and they can help with the pain and the swelling that go along with these type stings. If you're stung by a honeybee, you know, the stinger is a little different with honeybees, and it's important that you make sure the stinger's actually been removed. This can decrease the amount of venom and the reaction uh, to the sting. Uh, but you don't want to use tweezers. A lot of times people will say, well, we're going to take it out with tweezers. And if you, if you grab a honeybee stinger with tweezers, you may actually make the problem worse because you may squeeze more of the venom into the wound. So what we typically recommend is that you use something flat like a credit card. Uh, if you don't have anything else, you can use your fingernail. But you sort of want to scrape from the side across the skin, and this will pull the stinger out without putting any pressure uh, on the venom sac and making the problem worse. Um, in people who are allergic, though, this is totally different. Uh, the stings can be deadly because of a condition known as anaphylaxis. And this can cause people's airways to close up on them and make it totally difficult for them to breathe. So if you are an allergic patient and you get stung, you either need to use an anaphylaxis kit, which your doctor would have prescribed, or immediately call 911. Um, you know, even if you use the kit, you still should receive medical attention as soon as possible to make sure that, that reaction is controlled. Uh, most of the kits will contain some sort of EpiPen. Uh, this was made famous this year by the uh, really expensive pricing on EpiPens. Uh, since then, there have been some new versions released, some actually developed by doctors to make this less expensive. So make sure if you need an EpiPen that you ask your physician about less expensive versions uh, that are equally effective. And what are some diseases from ticks, and what should people know about them? Well, first in North Carolina, we need to talk about Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. Uh, this is an absolutely deadly disease, and our state has more of it than most others. It's mostly transmitted by the dog tick, and symptoms can include stomach pain, fever, headache, rash, nausea, vomiting, or even lack of appetite. But here's the thing. If you, try, if you get bitten by a tick, try to remove it intact without leaving the mouth parts in. There are devices that you can slip under that tick called tick keys, which work really well. With tweezers, you have to be careful. You don't want to actually grab the tick and, and squeeze the back of the tick. You want to make sure you get the head of it. Um, but bring the tick with you to your doctor's office so they can help identify what type it is. With Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, the thing that might surprise listeners is that most people do not actually get the spotted rash. Uh, so they call it Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, but by and large, most people aren't actually going to get those dots. Uh, so you cannot rely on that to determine if you have Rocky Mountain Fever or not. The other thing is, because it's so deadly, if you have any of those mentioned symptoms and you've been bitten by this tick, most physicians are going to go ahead and put you on doxycycline, which is an antibiotic that treats most of the tick diseases, and it can be absolutely life-saving if it's given early. You also don't want to wait around on tests before treating this, uh, you know, because by the time you get treated, it may be too late. 
Another common disease is Lyme disease. Uh, people, uh, there's a lot of inaccurate information about Lyme disease. The truth is it does occur in North Carolina, but much frequently than in the Northeast. And, uh, you know, in 16 years of testing people who were acutely bitten, uh, I've not found a single person that uh, has been positive from that. Um, and then ehrlichiosis is the last disease, and it's very common, but a lot of people don't even go to the doctor for it because they just have flu-like symptoms. So just remember, if you do get bitten by a tick and have any symptoms, you need to be seen by a physician and strongly consider treatment with doxycycline because it can prevent, prevent Rocky Mountain spotted fever, Lyme disease, and ehrlichiosis. Stay with us because coming up, we'll tell you what you can do to help creepy crawlies from getting the best of you, and we'll have Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. I'm Brandon Dixon alongside uh, Dr. Brian Force, president and founder of Access Healthcare. We're going to have your Access Health Radio Trivia of the Week in just a moment. But first, let's get back to some of the stuff that we were discussing. Now, Dr. Force, when people are exposed for long periods outdoors, are there other things that they can do to avoid being bitten or stung? Yes. If you are camping, hiking, or you're temporarily going to be living in an area where you're going to be constantly exposed to insects and spiders, there are some more drastic measures you can take. Uh, first, even if you're in a hot climate, sometimes long sleeve and long pants are better. Uh, they make clothing now out of some you know, synthetic fibers that are light, they're cool, uh, but they also can keep the bugs off. And remember that some of these actually have built-in insect repellent. Second, you can coat, if you're, if you're staying in a tent or some type of temporary structure, you can coat that with one of those repellent sprays that are, is permethrin-based. Just remember, you never want to put permethrin directly on your skin. And lastly, netting can be particularly useful in mosquito-prone areas and is really a must if you're going to be in a malaria endemic area. If you're traveling to another country, you can always check uh, the CDC website and see if the area that you're traveling to is a malaria area. Sometimes it's even necessary to get a preventative antibiotic from your physician before you travel to such areas. And as promised, time for the Access Health Radio Trivia of the Week. Okay, Brandon, this may be a surprise to you. I know some people probably thought it was the Black Mamba or something like that, but did you know the most deadly creature on our planet is the mosquito? Uh, some might think that snakes or bears or sharks are dangerous, but the truth is mosquitoes have killed more people in the world by far than any other creature. So instead of worrying about shark cages, bear spray, or snake-proof boots, keep those pesky mosquitoes off of you. They kill several million people every year. And finally, what are the keys to remember from today's show? First, try to avoid getting bitten or stung by avoiding exposure as much as possible. Use repellents or repellent clothing when you know you're going to be in an infested area. And also check uh, for hitchhiking insects on your clothing after you come in and make sure you don't have them on you be uh, before you bathe. Second, seek medical treatment immediately for bites from ticks that cause symptoms, from black widow and brown recluse bites, and for stings from flying insects if you are allergic or have a serious reaction. Lastly, if practical and safe, bring in what bit or stung you. This doesn't mean live black widows, obviously, but if you remove a tick or kill a spider that bit you, bringing it into the doctor can help determine the best course of action. So Brandon, our bodies have a great capacity to heal themselves, and they are created that way. As it says in Proverbs 4.20 through 22, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are the life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Radio Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health. 
Once again, if you're looking for more information on Access Health Radio, you can visit our website, accesshealthradio.com. Also on our Facebook page, Access Health Radio. Make sure to join us next week at the same time as Dr. Forrest will be discussing ways to save money on prescription medications and possibly even get them for free.